Welcome to the very first episode of the Fielder Church podcast. The purpose of this podcast is simple. We just wanted a place to tackle topics you don't hear on Sunday morning, wrestle through practical application, and dive deeper into our Sunday sermons so that you leave feeling equipped to exhale the gospel wherever you go. I'm your host, Maddie Wong, the creative director at Fielder Church, and I am joined today by the lead pastor of Fielder Church, Jason Paredes. Yeah, good to be here. Ah, it is so good to have you here. I personally have learned so much from you on prayer. You have blessed my Thanks, life God. and my spiritual journey. And so this is an honor and a joy for me to be the one asking you these questions. So right off the bat, the first question I have is what does prayer mean to you? Hmm. Wow. That's <laughs> starting deep over here. Um, you know, Prayer, I think, uh, at, at its core, the, the deepest level, seems to be just an ongoing conversation with God. And, uh, and I, there's a lot of facets to that. So uh, it is it's conversation, which means it's not just I'm telling God what I need, what I want. It is, it's a conversation, which means I speak, I listen. I listen, I speak, I respond. But it's ongoing. It's, it is uh, consistent. It's daily. It's all throughout the day. And it's dependent. Like, I, I, I can't. I can't stop, I can't dry up the conversation with God or I dry up. So it's this ongoing, beautiful conversations, relationship with Almighty God, prayer being the means by which we, I, I flesh that out. That's really, I think, what the Lord's teaching me prayer is. Yeah, thank you. So Fielder, um, you have been taking Fielder on this journey, you know, and to be a praying church. And I would love to for you to just recap some of our listeners, maybe the journey that Fielder yeah. has been on for these last couple of years. Go back as far as you yeah. want yeah. and then tell where we're at now. Yeah. So, you know, like Fielder's always been an amazing church. I, I came here 17 years ago and it was a phenomenal church. And so many things that Fielder has done well, been led well, uh, impacted the community. And, uh, and so prayer has been a part of our church from, I'm assuming from the very beginning. I mean, it was born from a person in a time of prayer, seeing a vision for what God could do to bring the gospel. But in my own personal life, I think God has been taking me on a journey to recognizing the, the preeminence and the importance of prayer. That it's not, mm. it's not just something that we do like to say, God bless these efforts, but it, it is the actual effort itself is, is the act of prayer. And so uh, it was about a decade ago, um, I was on the, the, what was called the senior team at the time. And uh, Gary was so gracious to let me speak into them, um, young leader to what does it look like for the future? What are things that are important? And so I just asked him, could, could we like get away and fast and pray and yeah. uh, seek the Lord kind of in an intense mind? Never, never done that with other people before. And so we came up with the idea of getting away for three days, going to Colorado, fasting and praying and seeking wow. the Lord. And, uh, and God just like blew up in a powerful way in our hearts and minds and began to expose to us. There's so much more than we're recognizing available to us if we would seek the Lord and commune with him in prayer. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of sparked a journey. Maddie, you know, cause you've been on some of these where yeah. we started bringing in more staff to, to fast and pray. And I just started seeing an explosion of spiritual growth among staff. We started bringing the church body into it. But over this last year, I think the, the pandemic, and everyone's tired of talking about the pandemic, but the <laughs> pandemic really uh, God used to profoundly affect me. and. Mm. Um, I didn't recognize how dry I had been uh, getting spiritually because we're recording these services on Thursday nights and we're producing a service. So I'm yeah. preaching, I'm listening to worship music. I'm trying to worship, but we'd have to stop every once in a while. Okay, let's do that takeover again. So you realize it's a production. Mm -hmm. So even when we start back gathering together again, 
I struggle because even on Sunday morning with the church, I'm viewing it like a production. Like we're just mm. producing a service for people to to be a part of. And uh, and I, I didn't realize I wasn't worshiping the way I should be. I wasn't praying. I wasn't I wasn't engaging God. And there was a, a little bit of spiritual death that was taking place inside mm. of me. That's uh, kind of a a deadness where the Lord uh, used some circumstances in my life to remind me. Uh, that I wasn't seeking him, that yeah. I, I wasn't drawing into him. I was doing my quiet time, but it was kind of, you know, road, a little, little dry, right. doing all the right things, but not feeling the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, God called me to a place of saying, I, I've got to, if I really want, if I want the the joy of ministry, it's going to be found in him, not what I produce for him, not, not what we accomplish for him. Yeah. And so it was a, a drawing in to say, seek me and, and you'll discover your treasure. And you you seek me, and you'll find that I satisfy you. And so I began personally a a completely different approach to prayer. That was this is not about my strategies anymore at work. It's not about trying to be a good father, trying to be a good pastor, trying to be a good student of the Bible. I went to my pastor advisory council, and I said, I've got this, and I'm I'm wired that way. Like, let me get my strategies in yeah. place. Let me just start working the plan. We'll make it happen. And I went to them, and I said, here's my strategic plan for the year. <laughs> Ripped it in half and said, I'm going to do half of it. Half of it I'm going to do away with because the Lord's telling me I just need to pray. Mm-hmm. Hours a day prayer, which has not been my MO. Mm-hmm. Like, a few minutes in the morning, I'm, I'm going to consistently do my quiet time. I'm going to read the scriptures, yeah. and I'm going to have some time of prayer. Mm-hmm. But, like, hours a day kind of prayer was not my thing. Yeah. And the Lord invited me into this season mm-hmm. of saying, just rest, linger in my presence, seek mm-hmm. me, journal, pray, listen. And I just started seeing things like explode. And yeah. and so over a year of doing that, I've, I've just been inviting as many people as possible into that journey with me to say, what, yeah. is it, what does it mean to linger in the presence of God and seek the Lord and, and just see what the Lord's gonna do? Let's do less and watch the Lord do more. And, yeah. and man, he's just, he's just doing a lot. And so um, really that's where the transformation has taken place. I have this mm-hmm. urgency and this uh, fire to know God more and to be yeah. with him more. And really, that's kind of becoming the definition of prayer, which is why we'll go back to the ongoing conversation with God. It's this intimacy with him. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, the fasting retreats, that's my favorite thing we do as a staff now. (laughs) And so I I love being a part of this journey that you're taking our church on and becoming a praying church. So that brings us to present day where we, you have just started this prayer is sermon series. Mm -hmm. And the very first Right off the bat, prayer is intimacy with the Father. So yeah. it makes sense. That was your yeah. journey, and yeah. we're starting here. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to hear what led you maybe to land on this topic of prayer is yeah. intimacy with the Father. You know, I, I uh, saw reading a lot of books about prayer. It's one of the things uh, kind of geeking out over learning yeah. about more <laughs> prayer and revival and things like that. And uh, I just read a number of things that really dug into the Lord's Prayer mm-hmm. and said, um, you know, reframe the idea there in the Lord's Prayer. It's this thing that we recite, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be that. I mean, we could all like recite it, but to really say, no, 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 know what Jesus is doing here. He's responding to a request from his disciples to, to Jesus, teach us how to pray. Right. Okay, let me, let me teach you how to pray. And so it kind of got me thinking, like, if I'm going to teach the people how to pray, I might as well do what Jesus did. And when they asked Jesus, teach me how to pray, this is the answer. So I'm going to go ahead and give you this, knowing that he wanted us to become a praying church, not not just a church that prays, but a church defined by prayer. And I had the joy of going around to each campus to kind of share a vision for this, calling our church on Wednesday nights to pray. Mm -hmm. But I also knew I would need to instruct the church on prayer. And so as we thought through um, Jesus and the Lord's Prayer, he, you see these kind of defining moments of what prayer is mm-hmm. uh, all throughout that Lord's Prayer. Five major subjects, really it could be six, but I combined two of them <laughs> to make five. Um, but the idea behind it is saying, let me tell you, prayer is this, prayer is this, prayer is this, prayer mm-hmm. is this, according to Jesus, this, this is the way he views it. So 
it just became this idea of let me go ahead and, and take the cues, my cues from Jesus and prayer is this. Yeah, no, that is so great. Well, I uh, would love to dive into some of the meat of it. You know, yeah. I've written down some quotes and one of the things that I remember you saying in your sermon is that a lot of us believe a lie that some people are born good at praying and others aren't. They think, what if I don't ask for the right thing? So what would you say to someone who is wrestling through thinking that? Because I know I've definitely thought yeah. that. Yeah, oh, man, this is probably... <laughs> Uh, this is one of the things that's most important to me because uh, I don't feel good at prayer. I've mm. never felt good at prayer. Mm. I, I see someone like Clyde Hodson or I read <laughs> these books uh, about uh, these people, George Mueller and others, like they just pray and heaven opens up. I'm like, dude, I pray and nothing happens. And <laughs> and sometimes I feel like sometimes when I pray, it feels like uh, almost like the opposite happens. Like, um, did, did you like, are you making fun of me, Lord? What's going on here? I asked you for that. You did this. And uh, and so I've, I've never felt good at prayer, but, mm -hmm. but this journey I've been on, one of the things the Lord is teaching me is um, really, and this is, I'm gonna give you an illustration the Lord gave me, yeah. um, I haven't shared with the church yet, probably will come up in a sermon at some point. <laughs> uh, but it's really about positioning ourselves to receive, receive the affection mm -hmm. of God. It's not about being good at prayer. Like yeah. God's not moved by profound words. Mm -hmm. God's not moved by uh, praying the perfect theology or the, the perfect posture of prayer. He's moved by affection, our affection for him. Yeah. So I'm gonna get a little, uh, <laughs> a little intimate with my family here, just so you know some yeah. of the dynamics of a big family. <laughs> I got six kiddos okay. and five of the six, we're well, really four of the six, uh, the youngest one wouldn't say this, but the four older ones, would say, Daddy, we all know you have a favorite child. And oh no. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't. I love no, all don't. my children equally. I don't they're like, yes, you do. We know Georgia's your favorite oh, no. child. And I'm like, listen, Georgia is not my favorite child. I love all of you the same. But let me tell you what Georgia does. Every time I walk home and I open the door, there is one child who will run up to me mm. and say, Daddy, 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 Daddy. Oh. And it's my little daughter, Georgia, and she'll want me to pick her up. Mm -hmm. And she's the only of my six children yeah. when she's hurt who will run to me first instead yeah. of to Virginia. Uh, we do have some kind of weird bond uh, yeah. because she prefers to be with me over any other human being, which. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because I, I, I love her. I love mm -hmm. all my children. I, I do love them generally equally, mm -hmm. but she seems to be around more mm -hmm. when I want to give affection. And she, mm -hmm. as she positions herself to receive my affection, yeah. uh, she she gets to drink more deeply of it. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was thinking about that as I was talking to my other kids about it, like it's the same way with a father. The father does not have a favorite child. Right. He loves all his children equally, but there are some people who position themselves to receive mm -hmm. his affection more than others. And that's yeah. what prayer is. Mm -hmm. Prayer is me sitting at his feet, positioning myself to say, mm -hmm. daddy, I just want you. And mm -hmm. when, when we do that, daddy responds and he yeah. gives his affection. And so there are some people when they, they look at him, they go, man, you just seem like really good at prayer. Like God just seems to mm -hmm. answer you. God speaks to you. No, they, they just happen to position themselves. Right. And you look at people, heroes of the faith, men and women who've done great things yeah. over the centuries. They are people who've prayed a lot and prayer is the position. It's the posture of me saying, daddy, I want you. Mm -hmm. And people receive the affection of almighty God from it. And so I just think it's a it's a really good reminder for us. You don't have to be good at prayer, right. but it does require lingering in the presence of God, spending time with him. Mm. He will always respond to that. Time, not necessarily being good at it. That's good. Let's, let's go deeper there. I would love to, maybe you just give us some practical wisdom on somebody who said, Jason, I'm ready. I, I wanna learn how to pray. I'm missing intimacy with the Father. How, where do I start? Yeah. What would you encourage them to do? 
I, I think uh, there's probably a couple of places I would say would be the most important. Uh, three, actually, I'll say that for, for those who are part of Fuller Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one is it's going to be, uh, it's, it's important to read. Read mm-hmm. in the scriptures where it talks about prayer, try to study that, mm-hmm. and read books about prayer. There's some incredible books on prayer that can be read. I've, I've been reading, devouring a number of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Found the Secret is a book that was really influential in helping understand the role of the Holy Spirit. Spirit Walk was another one and how mm-hmm. we commune with the Spirit and with the Father through prayer. Uh, a book called Prayer by Tim Keller was mm-hmm. a good one. Uh, School of Prayer by Andrew Murray, another really good one. Uh, and right now I'm, I'm just devouring book after book. There's an author named R.T. Kendall. I'm reading a number mm-hmm. of his books that talk about prayer and, and our relationship with the Spirit. And so I would just say, read like crazy, read the scriptures, read books about prayer, go on a journey of learning. Second thing I'd say is join us on prayer gatherings uh, Wednesday evening, 6.30 to 8 p.m. Every Wednesday at all of our campuses, we gather together to pray. And it, it is the, it's the place where we learn how to pray. The people go, I, I, don't, I don't know, I can't go on Wednesday, I don't know how to pray. Well, this is where you go to learn how to pray. Yeah, Th- this, is, this is the means by which we do it with other brothers and sisters who are all learning how to pray. And I learn as I watch other people pray, and as we all see God respond, my faith is built. So I'd say, come, gather together, let's pray. But probably the most important thing will be to say, I'm going to daily dedicate time to prioritize lingering in the presence of the Father. Yeah. We, we cannot rush time with God and think we're gonna get anything out of it. Like if we come up going, oh, yeah. come on God, hurry up, mm-hmm. I need this answer, or I'm just gonna throw out these requests to you. Mm-hmm. God, God's not moved, but he didn't respond any more than a daddy feels that way when a child says, all right, yeah. come on daddy, I need you to hurry up and do this. It's that posture of I just wanna sit in your lap. I just wanna be with you. And so I would, I would strongly encourage somebody, if they wanna learn how to grow in prayer, mm-hmm. to get a journal, to get a pen, mm-hmm. and to block out a certain amount of time, I would say at least 15 minutes a day, mm-hmm. where they're just gonna go maybe even to the same spot, a closet, a back porch, uh, someplace yeah. where they can be alone, and just pray and listen and journal thoughts as they're coming, mm-hmm. communion with the Father, going back and forth that way, beginning that practice every single day. And there's something crazy that happens. You start to get hungry for it. Mm-hmm. And then what's 15 minutes becomes 30 minutes because you're going, this is the, my favorite part of my day because yeah. I'm getting to be with the Lord. And so that routine of putting it into practice is what will be able to change a person to recognize, I, I may not be good at prayer, but I delight in prayer. And when I delight in prayer, the Father seems to answer. Yeah, that's good. Has that been your journey of experiencing intimacy with the Father? Um, you know, I, I would love just to maybe touch on that a little bit. Walk us through your journey. You know, at the beginning you said, I haven't always been good at prayer or I'm yeah. not good at prayer, but I would love to just hear that journey for you. What, what was that like for you? And then maybe what your prayer time with the Lord looks like now. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like ever adjusting yeah. um, my my times of prayer that I have. And, and obviously I have a unique situation because my job is a pastor. And <laughs> <Right>. so uh, <laughs> the church doesn't get angry when I pray. Uh, you know, like if I were a businessman and I was never right. doing my job because I was praying, <laughs> you know, they, my boss might get angry. Uh, so I, I get that my disciplines and patterns might look different than, than everybody else. But uh, I think there are certain aspects that anybody could do. So I, I wake up intentionally every morning. The first thing I do is I'm gonna get in the word of God mm-hmm. because I, I wanna feast on God's word because that fuels my time of prayer. Mm-hmm. And then I have a, a devotional book that I'm usually reading, uh, and I have a certain number of them that I, I read in the morning and at night, mm-hmm. and they just kind of prompt thoughts about God. A lot of them are books about prayer or spiritual elements. Yeah. And so uh, I'll spend somewhere between um, 30 minutes to an hour with those two things. And then um, I go and I, I grab my cup of coffee, and I go to my back porch, and I get my journal, and I'll sit out there and I persist in prayer. And that'll be 30 minutes to an hour where I'm just yeah. sitting there praying. And I tell, mm-hmm. the staff knows this, I, I tell a lot of people, I, I've never woken up earlier in my life and gotten in the office later in my life mm-hmm. than I am right now. Yeah. But the staff's okay with it because they know I'm praying. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they know I'm, I'm calling out to God, but I, it's a discipline I've developed. And, and then 
in the office now, it used to be, um, I would try to block out an hour a month to mm-hmm. just get away and pray. And, uh, but it's, an, it's about an hour a day now where I have to mm-hmm. get away and I pray and because I just need it. I need, to, I need to cry out to God. I need to ask him to move. And it's just been crazy, Maddie. Like the, mm-hmm. the more I spend time on those things, yeah. the more I see God doing things he's never done before. Mm-hmm. The more, uh, and, and people who come to the prayer gatherings are hearing this, like like fish are jumping into the boat right now yeah, and miracles are happening and all this stuff. And I've, like, I've been beating my head against the wall mm-hmm. for, I can't tell you how long, for, for the gospel to get out. We're preaching, we're doing ministry, all right. this stuff. And then we pull back on all this stuff, we pray more and all of a sudden like, holy cow, this is all the stuff I've been desiring and it's happening because the father's doing it and I'm not doing it or the team's not doing it. So uh, that, that of course just fuels me to pray even more. Like, all right, and if that's what I did when one, one hour of prayer, what's gonna happen when I have two hours of prayer? And so it's just been this growing faith journey. And I, I'm hoping that a decade from now, I'm gonna look back at this moment and go, I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but now I'm growing in prayer and faith. And so I it's think that's so what it's gonna keep on looking like. Yeah, I, I just, every time you talk about prayer, I just hear this this hunger, this eagerness to be with God. And um, I, I, that's the journey you have led me on personally in our church. And it is so rewarding. And one of my favorite quotes, from this sermon, you said, um, the real reward of prayer is not getting more from God, it's getting more of God. Yeah. So I just, I hear that over and over yeah. when you talk about spending time with the Father, you you deeply love him. But I maybe dive a little bit more into that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think oh, my, my mind immediately goes to the book of Exodus chapter 33. And you got Moses, they're going to the promised land, there's all the sin, you know, they're just, the, Israel just can't do it right. Mm-hmm. And so finally, uh, God just says, I'm going to send my angel ahead of you. He's going to take you up there. I'm not going with you. And Moses says, well, we're not, I'm, not, I'm not going. Uh, we're not going to the promised land without you because how, how are we going to be known to be your people if mm-hmm. unless you are with us? Like he's going, my, my prize, God, is you. It's not the promised land. It's not milk and honey. It's not defeating the enemy. It's not having a place to put my tent down. It, you're my prize. And so that's been, for me, like the deepest thing. I, every morning when I go and I pray, I love my wife. I love my children. I love my ministry but they all pale in comparison to my God. Yeah. And so when I go and I get to be with him, my tank is filled and all the frustrations mm-hmm. I come with, all the angst, everything, I just lay it down and I walk away refreshed every single time I'm with him. And every time I'm done praying, and I'm sure we all feel this like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I spend time doing this? Yeah. He is He is my prize I, and I, I long for more of him. And the crazy thing is, the more I get of him, the more he keeps on doing the things I wanted <laughs> yeah. anyway. I'm like, this is like a double bonus win. <laughs> And so he's saying, just just keep after me. Prom- mm-hmm. I'll satisfy you like nothing else. I'll take care of everything else. And so, yeah, my hunger is just growing more and more every mm-hmm. day for him. Yeah, that's so good. Well, this is you know a podcast series right now. Diving into the prayer is after the sermon tidbits. Was there something as you were preparing for this message, prayer is intimacy with the Father, that you're like, ah, oh, I wanted to share this, but couldn't. Yeah. Hey, we would love to hear it. Yeah. Do we have four hours? If we do, I'd love, <laughs> I have so much. Uh, I'm going to park on one thing, just, okay, just one okay, thing okay. that uh, I, I heard that I thought was so good. So it starts off by saying, Our Father in heaven. And I talked about our position in Christ. That's why we get to say, Our Father, because we are in Christ Jesus. And um, but I didn't get to talk about the in heaven part of it. Mm. Uh, and I think one of the most important aspects of, of prayer is, like I talked about, intimacy with the Father. But oftentimes when we pray, we, we view God as distant. And, and even using that phrase, our Father in heaven, sometimes makes us feel like, okay, we're here on earth and he's way up there in heaven. Yeah. So I've got to like project my prayer up to God. But the word for heaven in uh, Greek is, is literally in heaven, in the heavens. Mm. And it's referring to the sky or the atmosphere, um, like the air. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the weird thing, I heard this on a podcast from John Mark Comer, which is really good insight into it. And yeah. I really got my mind chewing on it. But 
um, atmosphere isn't just up there. Atmosphere is like all around us. Oh, that's good. Atmosphere is like in my nose, down in my lungs. Atmosphere is inside me, mm-hmm. not just way out there. And so when we pray our Father in heaven, mm-hmm. we're, pray, we're talking about a God who's close, not a God who's far away. Oh, this is why the, our relationship is intimate with him because he is in us and he is near us and he is by us. He is touching our skin. He is inside our body. He is everywhere. And if we begin to view prayer that way, I think it changes the way we address God. Not, hey, you up there, hear me, but God, you right here in me, with me, hear me. Yeah, that's so good. Well, I would love to hear just maybe any other insights before we sign off. Yeah. I've loved our conversation, but is there any piece of encouragement or challenge or just wisdom that you want to leave our listeners with today? You know, I think um, there was another part of the sermon I didn't get to get into, I think yeah. would be so important is John 15, when it talks about abiding in Christ. Mm. And he says, abide in me and you'll bear much fruit because apart from me, you, you can't do anything. And so when we talk about the position we have in Christ and we go, our Father, like I'm, I'm talking to God in the position of Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm abiding in Christ. Yeah. The, the, there's two things that happen simultaneously that we need to be aware of. One, we're satisfied because we get the one thing our hearts genuinely desire and we bear fruit. And when we bear fruit, it's fruit that proves we are his disciples. Mm-hmm. It's tangible fruit. It's people coming to Christ and getting baptized. It's miracles taking place. It's things we used to struggle with and we're no longer struggling with. And we should come to that expectation. And so the, the means to, to the end of the fruit is abiding in Christ. It's dwelling with him. It's lingering in his presence, however long it takes. And if, if all we do is we abide with him, we'll have enough. We will be fully satisfied, mm-hmm. but it will produce the things that we most desire. And so what I, I just want to challenge people, like just go back to ground zero. All the things you thought were the most important in your spiritual life, rethink them all in the vantage point of what does it mean to be in Christ, to abide in Christ, to have that position and then dwell there remain there and then watch everything else come into to, to place. And so I just want to challenge people. The word linger is so important. Linger in the presence of Almighty God. Persist in it. Hunger for it. Then you'll begin to see the changes in your life that you want. That's so good. Well, I have been so blessed by today's conversation. I know our listeners are as well. So thank you for taking the time Absolutely. out to do this. Uh, but make sure you join us next week. We are going to be tackling the topic of forgiveness with Pastor Jason again. So make sure that you join us again next week for another episode of the Fielder Church Podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. We would love to know what other questions you have about prayer. You can submit those at fielder.org slash podcast. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just leave a comment below. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a rating and review. That helps this message reach more people in our community because it's our hope this podcast would equip you and many others to live as followers of Christ outside the walls of the church.